Hey guys, how are you? Happy New Year's Eve edition of the Daily Juice Podcast with me, Matt Peralt. How are you? We are here every single morning, even on holidays, New Year's Eve day, New Year's Day, always here. Thanks to bettingpros.com. We're always being brought to you by our great sponsor, BetMGM. If you've not jumped on the offer, Today may be the day to do it. If you don't have a BetMGM account, you have two national semifinals happening today on New Year's Day. It is a football food and fun day. $10 bet to win $150 on any event. Use that promo code JUICE150 when you get a new account at BetMGM, betmgm betmgm.com or in the BetMGM app. Juice 150, $10 bet gets you 150 bucks in free bets from BetMGM. Okay, the video for this always found on YouTube, audio, wherever you get your podcasts. So I am taping this tonight. It is currently 9.18 Pacific time. We don't know what's happening as of yet for the Wisconsin-Arizona State game. That's games happening here in Vegas. It's a late night. Uh, it's a late game. So far, so good. It's 20 to six Wisconsin. We have we're laying six in that game. So that's we we get that. It's a winning day. As of right now, we're one in one. Tennessee Purdue goes way over. That game was insane. Tennessee got screwed, but way over on the 64 and a half there. That game wound up with a 48-45 final in overtime. Purdue winning that game. North Carolina got spanked by South Carolina. We laid the nine and a half there. Great closing line value. Dave Sherapen and I spent quite a bit of time on the Bostonian versus the book <laughs> talking about closing line value today or yesterday and how little it means really. It matters about winning tickets and winning games and winning bets. You know, I had nine and a half. The number closed at 13. Gigantic steam all on North Carolina. All of it does not come in. It's a big win for the books. South Carolina trounces their rival in North Carolina, 38 to 21. So we were wrong there. So if whiskey holds to two in one day, a winning day for us, not bad. We'll take it. Unfortunately, the Warriors game, which I was going to bet Warriors Nuggets, that game got canceled due to COVID. So that game off the board. So we only had three plays going. So we would, it should be a two in one day. So. We'll see if Arizona State comes back here, but I don't think so. So Wisconsin should win in cover, and then we get the two-in-one day winning day for us here on a Thursday into a Friday. All right, so let's go in order here. There are four bowl games. I have a half unit and two one-unit plays, all right? I'm comfortable in the semifinals, the Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, given the protocols, given how these teams have approached COVID, given how I, I feel like we have a pretty good idea as to the injury reports and who is in and who is out. Now, we obviously can get curveballs, but I feel comfortable laying full units for the semifinals. So I've done that and I've got a half unit play with the Gator Bowl for Wake Forest and Rutgers. Rutgers was not bowl eligible. Rutgers was not supposed to be in this bowl game, but due to COVID problems and everything else, Rutgers steps in to take on Wake Forest here. The number is 16 and a half. Okay. It opened at 13 and a half. It's been steamed up to 16 and a half. The total is 63 points. Okay. Wake is a fun, fun football team that likes to put up a lot of points. They average 41.3 points per game. That's third, uh, fourth best in the country. Rutgers defense is not horrible. They give up 25.6 points per game. However, this is a passing attack that is putting up 312 yards of offense per game. This is an offense that throws 8.3 yards per pass play facing a Rutgers defense that gives up 241 yards of total passing offense and 8.7 yards per pass play. That's 119th in the country. Wake Forest 
should just go out. I mean, they're going to blow the doors off this team. Okay. But I have a, a sneaking suspicion that wake might pull the dogs off Rutgers offense only scores 18 points per game. They may score a little bit against wake forest. Okay. But I'm not going to play around with this too much. 16 and a half is a lot. It screams backdoor. It screams wake forest going ahead and pulling up the, you know, pulling the dogs off Rutgers six and six against the number this year, wake forest six and seven against the number this year. But I mean, they score points. Okay. What we know about wake is they put points up and they score a ton. You know, they didn't score a lot against Pittsburgh in their last game in the big East in the ACC championship game. Only scored 21, but they scored 41 against Boston College, 27 against Clemson, 45 against NC State, 55 against North Carolina, 45 against Duke, 70 against Army, 40 against Syracuse, 37 against Louisville, 37 against Virginia, 35 against Florida State. Okay, I'm going first half. I'm going to lay the nine and a half in the first half wake forest against Rutgers for a half a unit and just have wake come out here in Jacksonville and put up, you know, 21 points. Rutgers is maybe scoring seven, maybe 10 Wake is getting at least three touchdowns in the first half. If I get a 21, 10 first half up by 11 points, we're good. We cover the nine and a half. I'm not going to worry about the back door. I do think Wake kills them. Maybe the under is the play as well because the total is 63. I don't know if Rutgers scores all that much. So Wake Forest team total, not a bad bet there. I may double down on that myself uh, going into this game with Wake Forest and Rutgers team total. But for the sake of the podcast, half a unit, Wake Forest minus nine and a half, half a unit in the first half against Rutgers. That's a 11 a.m. Eastern time kick. It's an 8 a.m. Pacific time kick early, early game for the Gator Bowl here on New Year's Eve day. So just mark that down. Bet it now. If you get this podcast overnight, first thing in the morning, this game is going to kick really early, early for Wake Forest and Rutgers. Wake Forest minus nine and a half in the first half for a half a unit. Okay. First national semifinal, Alabama against Cincinnati. Number is now 14. Books in Vegas have been very, very hesitant to go to 14. Everyone else is at 14. FanDuel, DraftKings, everyone's at 14, okay? So here we are with a Bama team without John Mechie third, who's out with a ACL tear. And that's a major blow, a major loss for this team here who, look, this offense for Alabama has been okay, has not been outstanding. It's been good in certain moments, but it's also had its problems protecting Bryce Young. Alabama is seven and six to the number this year. Cincinnati, eight and five to the number this year. Away from home, three and three for Cincinnati, three and three for Alabama against the number. Bama did obviously win by 17 and cover a six point dogs to Georgia. Cincinnati, for the first time in the 2021 season, will be catching points and not just points. They're catching four. Points. They were eight and five to the number when they were laying points. They laid 10 and a half to Houston, covered. 14 and a half to East Carolina, covered. Nine and a half to Southern Miss, covered. Okay. They did have a stretch in the month of November, late October, early November, where they were winning games, but not covering and not being all that impressive until they finally got the news that they were going to be in or at least having a shot to get into the college football playoffs. And then here comes Cincinnati. Okay. They played really well down the stretch. 
They played aggressive football, and Desmond Ritter cannot turn the football over. This is a monster stat for this game. Cincinnati cannot lose the turnover battle. They just can't. They could get blown out. Since he's averaging 39 points per game, Alabama is giving up 20.8, 18th best in the country versus seventh best in the country. Alabama is scoring 42 points per game, third best in the country. Cincinnati, 16.8 points per per game given up, sixth best in the country. 4.2 yards per play is fourth best in the country. Alabama, 6.5 yards per play is 11th best in the country. Other side, Cincy's offense, 6.8 yards per play, Alabama 4.5. That's fifth and fourth, or sorry, fifth and sixth best in the country. Since the trend here, this is strength on strength on both sides of the football, okay? Here is the one big difference in this game, in my opinion. The sack potential for Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets after the quarterback, and Cincinnati picks off the quarterback, 4.23 opposing intercept thrown percentage is sixth best in the country. They are 12th best in the country in sack percentage. Alabama is 73rd in protecting their quarterback with sack percentage. All right. They get after the quarterback. For the most part, Cincinnati does a good job of protecting Desmond Ritter. 17th best in sack percentage in the country for their offensive line. Alabama is ninth best. They have a higher sack percentage than Cincinnati does. But Cincy can bother Bryce Young. And we saw that offensive line not perform well for Alabama into pretty big games, namely against Auburn. Okay. Yeah, I know they won the game. I mentioned it last night that they lost. They won that game. I get it. But I don't know. You start looking at some of these games for Alabama. You start looking at some of their performances. And look, I, I understand that Bama has been very good. But the A&M game, A&M got off to a fast start and they got after Bryce Young and they made him make mistakes. They turned the football over. Bama was favored by 18 and a half and they lost the game outright. OK, they were 21 point favorites against Auburn. They won by two miracle they're in this tournament because of that and then they played extremely well against georgia but the world was on georgia i mean everyone thought bama was in big trouble you let nick saban be an underdog play that card now it's the little engine that could now it's cinderella i got 14 points one unit cincinnati plus 14 i'm going against the public i'm going against a lot of the money moves i'll ride with the books here Cincy plus 14. I don't mind a money line sprinkle either to shock the world. I don't think they do it, but I do think Cincinnati plays a tight game. I don't mind an underplay in this game either at 57 and a half. I don't think it can be a shootout. Desmond Ritter, though, cannot turn the football over. You got to make Bryce Young uncomfortable. You got to pick him off and sack him. And that sense of defense has got to be stout. It's a huge, huge factor in this game. Bearcat's ability to shut down this offense for Alabama, because I don't think since his offense will score a ton, but I do think they can move the ball on Bama. I don't think Bama's defense is as good as I thought it was going to be, or a lot of people thought it was going to be. I just... You know, look at the points that have been scored for Alabama. Yeah, they scored 41 points against Georgia and Arkansas. But I could see a game very similar to that LSU game, 20 to 14, the win for Bama. Could see it very similar. The under comes in by 32 and a half points in that game. It was 66 and a half was the total in that game. Came flying under. 
I could see an underplay here if you want to jump on it. I think an under possibility is definitely there. So one unit, Cincinnati plus 14. One more game. It's the not at the other semifinal at night happening in Miami, 7:30 Eastern time kick, Georgia versus Michigan. The world's on Michigan plus seven and a half. Why? They're 11 and two against the spread. Everyone's on Michigan. Okay. Eight and two in the Big Ten, five and oh over their last five, five and one on the road. Georgia's six and one on the road. Six and one. Yes, they lost to Alabama. Yes. But let's start talking about what Michigan does well. Michigan needs to run the football. To be an effective offense, Michigan's got to run the football 5.3 yards per rush, 12th best in the country. Can Michigan run the ball on Georgia? Has anybody run the ball on Georgia? Bama threw all over Georgia, threw all over them, crushed them with their pass. Bryce Young was awesome. Didn't really run on them, threw on them. 2.7 yards per rush for Georgia. Now they're rested. Now they're angry. I think McNamara and company, they've got to throw the ball up against an offense or sorry, I'm against a defense that gives up 5.8 yards per pass play to opposing offenses. Third in the country. Now they throw 8.3 yards and for 228 yards, it's pretty good, but you only, you only pass 181.8 yards on average against the Georgia defense in Georgia secondary. They're going to be flying. They really are. The one thing is Michigan does not give up sacks early in this game. If McNamara is getting hit by Georgia, look out. They're number two in sack percentage given up. Okay. 2.7% of the time. You don't sack McNamara. Why? They run the ball. They don't let him drop back to sit back there and survey. They run the ball. Georgia, 13th best in sack percentage. They get after the quarterback. If they're in the backfield and they're bothering Michigan, bothering McNamara early, uh-oh, that's going to be really, really bad news for Michigan. Okay, I get it. Michigan's the hot team. Michigan under Harbaugh, back last two games as an underdog against ranked opponents. He's gone 2-0. I get it. Got the monkey off his back with Ohio State. I get it. I'm going to fade that. I'm going to fade the public. I'm going to lay the seven and a half. I think Georgia, I don't mind an underplay in this game either, but I'm worried about turnovers. This could change the entire game. I mean, pick sixes and fumble returns. I think Georgia's defense, one prop bet, if I find it, that I will bet is Georgia's defense to score in this game. I will throw a sprinkle down on Georgia's defense to score. I think there's a real possibility that this Michigan team gets out of sorts and they're on a neutral field and they're just in this environment that they haven't been in. Georgia has been expecting to be here all year. This is time for them to get after a quarterback and get after a defense or an offense with their defense. And I think it's led. I don't think they're going to have to ask their offense to do all that much. I think they could just basically kick field goals and win this game. I don't think Michigan scores, but again, pick sixes and such big plays, potentially one or two of them, maybe for Michigan, 45 and a half. I would lean to the under, but I told you guys I have not been playing totals for a while here. And, you know, rightfully so. I'll bet a couple of totals and overs once in a while, like Tennessee Purdue was an automatic. But uh, I mean, certain games, this is not one of them. You you can paint very clear pictures on both sides. I'm going to lay the seven and a half. I was hoping for seven. Never going to get back to seven. Georgia minus seven and a half for one unit against Michigan. I just think this Georgia defense is going to go to work against Michigan 
and it's going to be a tough, tough day for Michigan trying to move the football against this Georgia defense. Turnovers, sacks, and not a lot of points for Michigan, and Georgia's offense just does enough. I mean, it wouldn't stun me if it's like a 21, 24 to 14 type final, okay? Somewhere in that range, and it comes, you know, comes under, and Georgia covers the seven and a half. Need them to win by eight or more. I think it's okay. I prefer seven, but I think we're going to get it into a two-score win here for Georgia. May need a late field goal to get there, but we're going to go Georgia minus seven and a half for one unit. Okay, so I've got a lot going on. I'll be in the Discord channel. I've got my show before, and then we'll be uh, watching Alabama. I'll be on the doing my doing my show while the Gator Bowl is going on with Wake Forest and Rutgers, and then I'll be in the Discord channel for a ton watching this because it's New Year's Day. This is going to be so much fun, right? Two huge college football playoff games. All right, half a unit Wake Forest minus nine and a half first half. Cincinnati plus fourteen against Alabama, one unit, and we're going Georgia minus seven and a half for one unit. Just FYI, this is from DraftKings who sent this out late tonight, well, six o'clock Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time as to the money they're seeing. 85% of the handle is on Alabama, okay, at plus 14, but the number's gone up, okay? (laughs) Reverse line movement in a big way, respected money on Cincinnati. 65% of the money is on Michigan plus seven and a half, 66% 66% of the bets are on Michigan plus seven and a half. We're fading the public here, riding with the books. Cincinnati plus the points, Georgia laying the points for the national semifinals. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt each and every morning. It's the Daily Juice podcast, always being brought to you by BetMGM.